the illest of course. Real fans, real talk. We the illest on court. Real fans, real talk. We as real as we thought. Real fans, real talk. Reporting live from the cam. High in demand, so please stand by if you can. What we got is worth a lot, so put a tie in your plans. On court, talking sports through the eyes of the fans. With Trip Young, Emma Marie, Eric Sanchez. You heard what I said? We elite. Check the latest topics and stay ahead of the beat. Keep us in your topics and uh-huh. we ahead of the Yo. streets. It's Johnny Flores, bringing a different type of blend Backing up Misfit to make sure y'all tuned in You gotta watch, this show is one of a kind Updates on your TV screen from 8 to 9 For the older folks or even if you younger No matter what sport, this show, we got it covered It's filmed live in the middle of BK So ain't no better sports show to watch on Thursdays Real fans, real talk, we as real as you thought Real fans, real talk, we the illest of course Real fans, real talk, we the illest of course Real fans, real talk, we as real as we thought What's going on ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another Quarantine TV edition of Real Fans Real Talk Eric is out for the week, so you know when, when, when Eric is out I gotta bring back one of the, the heavy hitters to rock out with us uh, for the show And of course, uh, I'm so proud of this young man because he, you know, he 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 started with us um, as an intern, and uh, now he got about five shows. I can't even keep counting no more how many shows he got, how much content this brother been uh, been bringing out. Y'all know him very well, so he really don't need no introduction. But I got to put some respect on his name because of what he's been doing during this pandemic and continuing to push out that content. But uh, real Lil, what's going on, man? Welcome back. Yeah, thank you for having me. Thank you for the um, good introduction right there. I appreciate it. Um, I'm ready to get this show on, man. A lot of things happened in the last couple of days, so I'm more than excited to get this show started. All right, well, let's start with All-Star Weekend. Let's get that, let's get that out the way since the game is uh, is, is over. And uh, my main man, King James, is is now officially 4-0 and in, uh, in, in the new format of uh, All-Star Games where they have the captains picking. Uh, what do you think about the game, though? I thought the game was good. I thought the game was good. I thought that... um. You know, Dame Dollar, Stephen Curry, once again, showing that there's no such thing as range. You know, mm-hmm. you can shoot it outside the gym if you want to. And I thought that Steph was the MVP. Um, but I didn't watch the last quarter. So, you know, a lot of things could have happened where Giannis, you know, actually showed that he was the MVP of that game. But I thought the game was good. I thought the festivities was good. And I like what they did with the HBCUs, paying homage to historically black colleges, you know, because... Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, this is the platform that you got to use in order to show that, look, we need to have more money going to these schools. So I like the message that they showed with the All-Star games and everything, and I thought it was a good night. No, that's 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 a fact. Um, I always love when HBCUs get a little bit of extra promo, um, you know, from the league. I think there's only, like, one uh, player right now that wasn't actually – that actually went to an HBCU um, so, you know, anytime that the league can support that, I, I love it. Um, I like the change in the format still. I'm loving the team captains, the picking back and forth. Um, it's clear that LeBron gets it a little bit better than his opponents do because LeBron is picking teams to win this game. He's not playing around. Um, you know, when I seen the starting files, I'm like, damn, I, you know, I get it. Durant got to pick Kyrie first because that's his teammate. But I'm like, damn, LeBron kind of got a slaughter with this starting five versus Durant's. You know, and it'd be one thing if Durant was actually playing, but since he was going to be out, it was like, yo, this thing is kind of unmatched. Um, I did think that Steph or or, or Dame could have got the MVP. They was they were lights out, but I I get it. 
I mean, Giannis was perfect from the field, and he had 30-plus points. Like, you you got to reward that. You know what I'm saying? Granted, you know, I don't think, you know, he, he did take the two threes, but most of his shots was kind of, was pretty much like a foot or two away from the basket. But still, 100% from the field is 100% from the field. You know, on 16 of, of 16 shooting, you really, you know what I'm saying, you can't you can't beat that. So you had to give Giannis the, uh, the award. And he was putting in work from the beginning of the game as well. I think he had like 24 points in the first half. You know what I mean? So you kinda yeah. you kinda gotta gotta reward Giannis for, for doing that. But I will say this and I wanna get your perspective on this too. This really shows the changing of the guard in the NBA. Like if you watch this all star game, the mid range game is gone, pretty much. It's either three, layup or dunk. And that's that's kind of pretty much where we yeah. at right now. Yeah, I agree. I think that you know, when Steph Curry came onto the scene, he basically changed the game of basketball. And if you're a center now and you don't know how to shoot shoot the three ball, you become an instinct now. Yeah. Um, it's not much that you can do. So you have to evolve your game in order to last. Um, I don't know. I know you know that Blake Griffin just got traded to the Nets. Mm-hmm. Now, had he didn't evolve his game and started shooting more three pointers, the way how his body is holding up right now, who knows how much of a factor he could have been. Um, for this next team going forward. So, yeah, you have to be able to shoot the three. It's dunks, like you said, layups. Um, and it's not a lot of mid-range games. So the game has changed, just like how, you know, things change in every um, asset of society. The music change, you know, the football is more of a passing league, basketball. Now you got to shoot the three ball. You know, everything evolves. And you see that today in the NBA for sure. No, that's, that's, that's definitely a fact, bro. That's why you see so many seven-footers now that are stepping away from the basket and shooting the three. Like the days of the Patrick Ewins, the Alonzo Mornings, you know, those those big men, those dominant centers, the Shaqs, that, that's over with. Now, I don't know if it'll come back because sometimes things come full circle, but for yeah. right now, you have to be able to step back and shoot that three. I mean, there's, there's, there's a few cats that still utilize the mid-range game to a T. I'd probably say Kawhi. Bradley Bill has a, a nice Bradley mid-range Bill, yeah. game, but he can also light you up from from outside. You know what I mean? So there's a couple of guys that still utilize the mid-range game, but it is really becoming obsolete. Um, you know, the more and more we see what Steph does, the more and more these these younger kids are. Everybody wants to shoot, so it don't matter how tall you are, how short you are. When you see Steph Curry and Dame shooting from damn near half court. When you see LeBron shooting from the, the logo, you know what I mean? When you see these guys, how how crazy the three-point game has gotten, it's no wonder why the league is changing. Um, and honestly, I kind of I think the three-point shootout is even kind of surpassing the dunk contest a little bit. Or it's either, on the, it's either on the same or it's starting to surpass it just because, I, one, how the game is changing, and two, the league just can't seem to get the top stars to compete in the dunk contest anymore. So if you don't have a an explosive Zach Levine versus Aaron Gordon type of dunk contest, you know, it, it's, it's going to be hard to watch because this, you know, dunk contest this year, shout out to, to those guys, you know what I mean? Shout out to um, to, to Anthony uh, Simmons and uh, Obi Toppin, you know, going, going at it. But it just, it, it wasn't, as blockbuster as we're used to seeing with the dunk contest. Yeah, that used to be one of the favorite 
um, events in that whole All-Star Weekend calendar. I know for me that was. And now it's just like, yeah, it's not it. I mean, like you said, if it's a Zach Levine versus Aaron Gordon, or even the year before this year, Derrick Jones versus Aaron Gordon, then that's that's the different story. But it seemed like the stars, the main stars, like you alluded to, like we want to see a Zion um, in the dunk contest. We want to see, you know, we would have loved to see LeBron James at some point in his career previously in the dunk contest. But we, you know, these stars don't want to be a part of it. So it makes the dunk contest a little bit not as fun and attractive as the three-point contest when you know you got Steph, who is um, what, the best three-point shooter in the league and probably one of the greatest shooters of all time. He's yeah. in the dunk contest. So we could have got like a, a good – you know, God has known for his dunks like a Zion in the dunk contest, then it will be more appealing than a three-point contest. Yeah, I think, you know, the league is going to have to come up with better incentives to, in order to get these top guys in. Um, you know, maybe, you know, again, because, you, you know, you mentioned earlier the HBCU stuff. So maybe if the league donates $5 million to the HBCU school, of of your choice or something like that maybe something that can actually get these guys involved like i would love next year the dunk contest to be zion john morant anthony edwards and then you could throw in a fourth you know fourth guy or whatever who's 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 a high flyer either that or the only the only other way just because i mean at this point we've seen every dunk that you could possibly do you know what yeah. I mean? Like the only the only difference is maybe you might have jumped over a different person or you know, there's like little tweaks that you can make, but at this point we've we've probably seen every dunk that we're going to see uh, that we're going to get a lot from of NBA creativity players. that goes into that. Yeah. It's a lot of creativity. So that's another part where as in a three-point contest, you just shoot and yeah. make the three-pointers. With a dunk contest, you got to be a little bit more creative and you don't you don't want to replicate something that somebody else did. Exactly. Unless it's like the the you know when like when uh Anthony uh, Simmons he had the T Mac jersey on he was paying homage to T Mac. Those are all right, but even with those it's like all right we saw that. So it's still like yeah you might be able to perfect it and do it the same way and you're paying homage which is dope. But we've still seen that. I think the only other way is you got the, the dunk contest. Don't even use NBA players no more. Go out. Get these street ball dunkers, the you know, the like the, the former M1 mixtape guys, the guys that come to the Rucker, guys like that, that all they do is dunk. Shout out to um to our friend of the show, Maxwell Pierce and uh Vision Wavy. Get those guys to come out and do these dunk contests because those guys, you know, they in the NBA it's a little bit harder because with the three point shootout, you practice shooting your threes all the time. You know what I'm saying? Warm ups during the game, you shooting threes, but you're not doing all of these super creative dunks in game. Like that's just not happening. You know what I'm saying? You get bent, you messing around doing some nonsense and you don't especially if you don't make it. So maybe they can go out, get these guys, like I said, the maybe the M one mixtape uh tour guys or any of the street ball guys that are big dunkers because they have dunks that we've never seen before in an NBA dunk contest. So maybe they can do something like that. You know what I'm saying? Give those guys a hundred thousand each and still donate uh you know a million dollars to the HBCU of their choice or whatever. You know what I mean? I think that's the only way we're gonna really get any kind of of different dunks at this point. I mean, cause we what are we on? How many dunk contests we didn't had already? You know what I'm saying? A lot. <laughs> and I and I'm sure you've seen through the legs dunks how many times? Twenty times already? Somebody done did a through the legs dunk? 
You know what I mean? Like, I, so many different alleys, jumping over stuff. At some point, it's just, it's still the same dunks. It's just, all right, different alley. Like, all right, Anthony uh, Simmons, he did the, the kiss the basket, which was, a, was it's okay, but at the end of the day, you didn't really kiss the rim. So, it's not, so for me, it's like you basically just did a regular dunk. Yeah, you know what I mean. Now, granted, I don't want you to bust your jaw, have all your teeth knocked out your mouth. You know what I'm saying? But if you, if, for me, for, for me, really to be like, oh wow, that was something crazy different. You had, well, you would have had to actually kiss the rim on that one. You know what I mean? Like Obi Toppin, shout out to him because you know he's a New York guy. His dad is a streetball legend. You know what I'm saying here in New York. So I, I was, I was actually pulling for him. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. again, through the legs dunk, we've seen it. Like we. You know what I mean? Like, how how much more can we say? Oh man, wow, this is amazing! Unless you're gonna do the old 2K when you throw it through both legs and then dunk it, then that'd be something different. But again, I don't know if none of these NBA guys can actually do that. Yeah, I agree. I think you got to be creative at this time. You know, when the dunk contest is not as good or as popular as it was before, you got to find ways to reinvent the dunk contest you always got to reinvent yourself and your style and what you do so you can be able to have that longevity of people watching the dunk contest so i think that's one thing that you alluded to that's a good point you got a lot of guys that specialize in dunks in particular nothing else just dunks if you can get those guys those youtubers those people that you see on tv i know there used to be a, a dunk show on TNT, mm-hmm. I believe after the games, why not get those guys, guys from all over the world that dunk all around the world, get these guys to be in a dunk contest so you can make it even more attractive and appealing. Exactly. They, they got to do something different. You know, I hope they figure it out um, because, I mean, the dunk contest was the marquee, you know what I'm saying, piece of All-Star Weekend. Like, everybody wants to see the game. But but you wanted to see that dunk contest. I know they and they switched it now to halftime. But Saturday night, that was for the dunk contest. You wanted to see who was gonna fly, jump out the gym, who had a new new alley oop style, whatever, who was jumping over five guys. You wanted to see it. That was the highlight of All Star Weekend. And, you know, like the one was it two, the year before, I think Zach Levine when uh the kid uh Diallo won. I was like, all right, yeah, he's you know, he's a good, he's a dunker. But it takes a one. It takes away because that was another one of those down years where there was no big names in in the dunk contest. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we got even though you know Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon, but they're not even they're not the top guys in the league. I mean, now you know Zach Levine has made his first All Star game now, and I think he's getting to that level. But we want to see the LeBrons. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't mind seeing Russell Westbrook in a dunk contest. You know what I mean? Like. These top, top superstars we want to see. Hopefully the league will get it back. But, again, congratulations to Anthony Simmons on winning the dunk contest. Congratulations to Steph on winning his second three-point shootout. Um, and, of course, congratulations to, you know, my guy LeBron, GM of the decade, 4-0, and uh, <laughs> all-star game, uh, you know. So, you know, you got to love it. But uh, we got some more NBA news. That uh, we we do have to uh, to talk. About. Oh, and shout out to Giannis as well again for the MVP. Um, you mentioned it a little bit earlier, but I I want to actually really get into this signing with you. Um, Blake Griffin finally bought out by the Pistons. They they reached an agreement, and now he has officially signed with the Brooklyn Nets. Um, how big of a move is this for Brooklyn? 
Uh, one, two, does this make them now the favorites to win an NBA championship this season? Well, I think that's a, a Blake Griffin to the Nets is a move that is more about depth than it is having another guy that's going to be that superstar to add to a depth lineup. I think it is more about depth because Blake Griffin, we all know he was an all-star um, a lot of the years that he came into the league, he was an all-star. And he was known as this high-flying, you know, get-to-the-basket dunker. Um, and obviously, his body has broken down since then. I don't believe he's that same guy. But we also have to realize that situation always matters. And I always say this on my podcast. Situation always matters. Now that he's going to the Nets, that has something more to play for than his previous team in Detroit, now that may rejuvenate him. So we already know he evolved this game from the three-point line. Now he's shooting more threes. I believe he's around 30%, 34% from the three-point line. So now you're going to go on the nets. I don't know if he's going to start or not. I believe he might come off the bench. But now you, you, you're you not going to be asked to do as much as you did in Detroit. So I think it's a good situation. You know, um, the nets, they want to they wanna win now. They win now mode clearly by trading for James Harden. And um, obviously, DeAndre Jordan is not that same guy. So what you want is depth um, with the Nets, especially when you're trying to have size going up against the Lakers, going up against the likes of Anthony Davis, going against the likes of Embiid, who's playing out of his mind this year. You want to have depth. And I think Blake Griffin gives him that depth. Now, like I said, I don't believe he's that same guy. I don't believe that he's that same superstar. But he gives you depth. And I think that the Nets, they want as much depth as possible going into the playoffs. Yeah, I, I I agree with you on that. Um, it's definitely a move that's gonna give them a little bit more depth. Um, I, and I w- I will say this, you know, in regards to Blake Griffin, I'm actually I'm glad that he was able to expand on his game and to 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 work on that jump shot, work on a three point shot, because had he not done that. And we're talking about a Blake Griffin right now, minus all all of the athleticism that made him the superstar that he was. Blake would be washed right now. If it, if it wasn't if it wasn't for him actually expanding upon his game, he'd be washed up right now. He'd be useless in this league because he was one of those guys whose game was predicated off of his athleticism early on on his career. And you know, I know he used to get a lot of the Sean Kemp comparisons early on in his career because, you know, Sean Kemp was one of the most powerful athletic guys in the league. And once he lost that athleticism, he pretty much just flailed out. You know what I'm saying? By the time he left, you know, the the, the Supersonics and he was out in Cleveland, he had gained all the weight. He didn't have that same athleticism. It was pretty much over for him. You know what I mean? And that would have been the same thing with Blake had he not expanded upon his jump shot. Um, I, I I like the move for the Nets again because it does give them give them that depth. Uh, I, I will say this though, they need more help on the defensive end than yeah. they do on offensive end. Yeah, you know Blake thirteen points a game coming off the bench will will be great for them, and you know he'll probably do do more than that on those games where Durant is out or Kyrie or Harden if one you know one of the big three is out he'll be able to step in and do a little bit more. But they need help on the defensive end of the basketball, and, and Blake doesn't give them that. Um, 
I do think that they are the favorites to win the East, though, and to get to the NBA Finals. Um, I agree with you. It is championship or bust with these moves um, that, that they're making. But they did need that that depth. But again, they are going to need some help on on the defensive end, and it's a little bit it's a little bit bittersweet for me, just because I, you know you know I'm a Nets fan. You know I'm all about about Brooklyn and, and, and the borough and whatnot. But I am also a King James fan, and I've and I've I've said you know I've said before, I want LeBron to get as many rings as possible, and then once he's he's done, then I want the Nets to just go all in and just you know. Just, just take over and start dominating this league. Um, I do think that we are setting up for a, a crazy NBA playoffs this year. I'm looking forward to it. You mentioned Joel Embiid, who's having an MVP caliber season. Um, he's staying healthy this year, which I love. Um, you know, between him and, and Ben Simmons. And, you know, we, we get on Ben Simmons about that jump shot a lot. But, you know, we can't look past the fact that he may be the best defender in basketball right now. You know what I'm saying? So I'll take in an all NBA defensive player, you know, if he's not going to shoot the shoot the three or shoot the jump shot as much, but he's still locking down on defense and he's got the 76ers in first place. Do you think that the Sixers hold on or do you think that the addition of Blake Griffin now pushes the Nets and they wind up finishing the season in first place? Well, I think the 76ers can hold on. Um, and be that number one seed going into the playoffs. I just don't think that they're going to be able to make the finals. I think when it's all said and done, they will get to the Eastern Conference Finals. I think that Embiid has stepped it up this year. I always have my questions with Embiid, not because of his talent, but because of him being locked in, him um, being immature in the past. I wanted to see that maturity, and I'm starting to see it a lot more than I did before. And Do you attribute Simmons, that to yeah. Doc Rivers? Do you attribute that to Doc Rivers? Yeah, I, I I would say so. Coaching always matters. If you get your guys to buy in and, and um you know be there and be you know how can I say availability is the best availability. So if you can be able to get your guys to buy in and lock in and actually play hard and take advantage of that talent that was God given, then it has to do with the coaching, I believe. And I credit Doc Rivers for that because he has those guys playing good ball. And I think that they're going to make the Eastern Conference Finals. I think Ben Simmons um him not having a shot may affect them down the line because they need more scoring. I think they don't have as much scoring as they need um, going against the likes of the Nets where you got, you know, <laughs> all them superstars over there with Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. You got a lot of guys, James Harden as well, and you're going to have to outscore them. Um, I know they the defense is not as good, um, clearly, yeah. but one thing about defense is effort too. You know, if you – have the effort, and you fly to the ball, you can be a good defender. Probably not a great defender like a Kawhi, but you can be a good defender. Getting rebounds, all that is hustle. So if the Plus Nets, the let's say they're trying to stop all them scores that Brooklyn got. Yeah. So let's say if they don't make another move, which I think they should. I think they should get probably a JaVale McGee, um, a center, something like that. Yes, um, If they don't make another move today, then – they're going to have to raise that effort level on the defensive side of the ball. And if they can just do that, they don't need to have a great defense. All they need to have is a good defense. I don't think the 76ers or any of these teams stand a chance against the Nets in the East. Now, the West, that's a different story because you still have LA as well. And we don't know what's going on with Anthony Davis over there as well. So that's something to keep an eye on. But so, like the Nets, man, I think it's their championship to lose. So you got the Nets and... 
the Sixers in the Eastern Conference Finals, correct? Yeah. So yeah. Which which means that the Bucks make another second round exit. Which you know now that Giannis has signed that contract, I think that kind of gets a little bit tricky because you know if he's not making it out of the second round. I don't know. That might change things moving forward. He might want to get up out of there and get, get to a team where he can get to at least get to it in, in NBA Finals. Yeah, I mean, um, I have my question with Giannis. You know, um, I think Giannis is a guy, and I listen. I like Giannis. I think he's a talent, and he's one of the best players in the NBA. But I noticed with Giannis in the regular season, guys don't really play defense. Only a handful of guys actually play defense. And the rest of the guys, they don't play defense in the regular season. They try to preserve their bodies for the playoff stretch and, you know, with the intention of getting to the finals. So Giannis is able to do what he do at a high level in the regular season. And when it comes to the playoffs, we all know how you play Giannis. You play that zone, you send, you know, two or three guys against Giannis. And now he's not that same player because, once again, reinvention that we talked about, he hasn't reinvented his game or added, should I say, to his game. He doesn't, he doesn't need a full reinvention. He just needs to add a few things to his game to take him to that top level. And I think at this point he hasn't done that. And that's what hinders him in the playoffs. And that's why the Bucks are a first round or second round exit all the time. Yeah, no, absolutely. I agree with you. Uh, let's switch over to a little bit of football really quick. You know, just got, got a couple of quick stories in, um, in, in football. The biggest one is the Cowboys finally paid Dak Prescott his money, which I love because I'm all about players getting paid. Um, you have to you have to dictate your worth a lot of the times, you know what I'm saying, more so than others, especially in sports, you have to dictate your worth. And, and at the quarterback position, you definitely have to dictate and demand your worth. He stood his ground, and he finally got it to the tune of four years, $160 million. Now, granted, you see this, you see what's on my hat right here, so I really don't give a damn, but they use up a lot of cap room, so I'm actually glad about that. Um, but uh, what, do you, what do you think? Do, you know, now that this thing is all short up, do the Cowboys make the playoffs this season? Oh, yeah, um, they should, <laughs> especially if that Prescott is getting the kind of money that he's getting. Um, you talk about a $160 million deal, $122 million guaranteed, I believe $40 million in annual salary, which puts him ahead of Deshaun Watson mm -hmm. and just slightly below Patrick Mahomes. You got to play like a Patrick Mahomes. You have to make the playoffs. And I think in the NFC East, we all know how terrible that division is over the years historically. Everybody look at last year. Yes, last year was terrible, but it's always been like that. You know, it always came down to week 17 while everything else is pretty much seated and we know who's going to play. We have to wait till Sunday night football to find out what's going to be with the NFC East. And that's yes. just what it is. So I think that they have, they should be able with that talent to be able to come out of the NFC East. I think that Dak Prescott is a top 10 quarterback. He's not a top five quarterback. He's not a, a nine or 10. I, I believe he's a nine and 10 quarterback, but I just look at the Cowboys and I say, why now? You know, why didn't you just do this two years ago when you could have got him for cheaper? Because each year that goes by the quarterback market raises up because that's just how the league is trending towards. So now you basically could have saved yourself more money by, you know, signing him to that long, long term deal. You know, two years ago, my mama always tells me she like, son, always economize your economic resources. Translation, if you can get it for cheap, you get it for cheap. And the Cowboys could have got it for much cheaper than what they got it for now. So going forward, 
maybe the next two years they they have to draft well. They have to get some of that interior defense patched up. They have to add some depth on that offensive line. They have to patch up that secondary, of course, and they're going to be able to do that to a certain extent during the draft. I like the high of Dan Quinn, but as far as when Dak still gets more expensive each year that goes by, and you got Ezekiel Elliott over there that's paid. You got Maury Cooper over there that's paid. A lot of guys that's paid. Lawrence I think there's going to be some trouble for the Cowboys going forward. So they right now, they're in win-now mode, and I don't even think they got a whole win-now mode team. So, you know, at least they got their quarterback. So there's goods and bads in every situation. And in this situation, the good is that you got your quarterback for the future, and this is, as we all know, a quarterback-driven league. No, that's that's a that's a fact. Um, they they definitely you know waited a long time. They could have got this deal done for cheaper um, if they had done it a little while ago. Um, I will say this though, and I've said this before on the show. You know, Dak, you st- you, you, you you stood there, you know, during the whole you know during the protests and whatnot, and you stood with that man Jerry Jones. And look how long it took for him to to, to pay you your money, and he paid it because he had to, not because he wanted to. So I want you. To, I want that to be a lesson to Dak moving forward. You know what I'm saying, and, and just to to players in general moving forward. You know, this is a business for these owners. Yeah, it sounds good. They love you. They care about you when everything is up. But as soon as as things go bad, they will get rid of your ass, and that will be the end of it. Um, you know, really quick and keeping it within the division. Um, Alex Smith was released uh, by the Washington Football Team. You know, we we all know what he went through with those injuries. He he was comeback player of the year, but he is looking for a new home. I think he can get picked up somewhere um, to be a backup. I just don't know where at this point. I'm still a little bit nervous. Every time I see Alex Smith get on the field, I cringe. You know what I'm saying? Because I I feel bad. You know, seeing that injury and everything he had to deal with after that, I, I you know, I, I felt really bad. So, you know, listen, I'm, I, I, I encourage him. I hope he can can get back, get another team, and and continue to play football. Um, but I just, you know, it's just still a little bit uh, cringeworthy for me. You know, when um when 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 I, when I see him on the field. Um, and, and really quick, because we run a little, little bit long on time, and you know, we also boxing advocates on this uh, show. And uh, women's boxing is it's, it's, it's still going strong uh, with Clarissa Shields leading the way. She uh, won again this past weekend. And um, not only did she win, but she also became the first ever two-division undisputed boxing champion, which is unheard of. Um, but she is the best pound-for-pound fighter. Uh, just talk to me about Clarissa Shields and what she was able to accomplish this past weekend. Yeah, I think it's good. I think it's good for, you know, changing the sport and bringing light into the women's side of boxing as well. So you have to break barriers, and it always takes one person to break those barriers for everybody else to move up. And I think that what she's advocating for uh, recently with regards to women's pay as well, those are always something that needs to be talked about as well because, you know, there is a pay disparity. There is, you know, more people watch men boxing than compared to women boxing. But I know for sure Clarissa Shields is a is a good boxer and she proved that um becoming the first undisputed, you know, champion. So I definitely shout out to her. Definitely. No, that's a that's a fact. Congrats again 
Um, really quick though, last question before we got out of here in regards to uh to Clarissa Shields. Big again, big shout out to her. Um, you know, we had on, on the first half of, of this week's show, I interviewed uh Kiara Dettori. She's actually making her pro boxing debut this weekend. One of the questions that I asked her, and I want to get you just really quick, uh the back and forth between Clarissa Shields and Layla Ali's been going on for a little bit over a year now. Um, if Layla Ali is 43 right now. If she did decide to step back into the ring and fight Clarissa Shields, who are you taking in that fight? I'm probably going to take Clarissa Shields because of the long layoff. I mean, you know, it's always a long layoff that, you know, you have to have tune-ups, I believe, because, you know, Clarissa Shields is active. Yes. She's been active. So I think she has the advantage being active. So I'm definitely taking Clarissa Shields for sure. All right. Well, listen, really quick before we get up out of here, let me shout out the sponsors, uh, Petro Home Services, Kmart, Soundview Liquors, The Rosado Firm. And uh, make sure you guys are checking us out every Thursday night, 8 p.m. in New York City on Verizon 43, VPN 2. You can also watch live if you're not in the New York City area on the web at realfansrealtalk.com. While you're on the website, you can check out um, all the latest sports news and blogs from myself, Legend in Two Games, uh, Real Lil right here himself, Sierra Jordan, and uh, Emerald Marie. And uh, make sure you follow on us on all our social media, facebook.com forward slash Real Fans Real Talk, um, Twitter, Instagram, at Real Fan Talk. And of course, subscribe to that YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Real Fans Real Talk. Uh, the Real Fans Real Talk podcast is also on all streaming platforms uh, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple uh, Podcasts, Google Podcasts. So subscribe. Uh, real Lil, before we get up out of here, just give them all the information. Tell them, let them know about all 15 shows that you on right now <laughs> so they can support you, man. Yeah, definitely. Just um, start off by subscribing to Real Lil TV on YouTube so you can get all the content. This way, you don't have to you know, type in all those shows. You could be able to just whoop, subscribe to the channel. Everything is there, all the material, Real Lil TV on YouTube, and also catch In The Huddle Sports Radio on Apple and Spotify, In The Huddle Sports Radio. And once again, Trip, thank you for having me on. You already know, bro. With that being said, for myself, Trip Young, and of course, my little bro, Real Lil TV, we up out of here. Peace. Yo, this is Teresa Weatherspoon, better known as Teaspoon, and you're watching Real Fans, Real Talk. <laughs>